Hello and welcome to One Podcast Under God. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen Phillips, and my wife, Mary Phillips, and we are returning to talk about personal sacrifices to grow or help grow a godly relationship. And I'll kind of preface with saying that some of it kind of lightly touches on parts of the Ten Commandments in a sense, just because it is important to God. So obviously it's going to be mentioned many times and in many different places uh, and kind of basically in the commandments themselves. So before we get into that, we're going to open with prayer and then move on to the, uh, the topics in Scripture from there. So, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to uh, speak your word. I just pray that you would bring the Holy Spirit and use me and uh, my wife and uh, allow us to speak your words and not our own and to draw from your inspiration and uh, that you would help others that may be uh, wondering what they can do to have personal sacrifices to grow their relationship with you, Lord. And pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So there's there's a multitude of, of things that that you can kind of give up for for personal sacrifice for um, for God. Because let's face it, we've all got busy lives and uh tend to fill our time with things that may not necessarily be the best use of our time. And one of those things that can take up a lot of time, and we used to be filled with this uh, quite consistently, uh, is like television, video games, superheroes, movies, uh, any kind of music, like just consistent bombardment of uh, media and entertainment. Um, and one of the scriptures is 1 Timothy 4, 7, but reject profane and old wives, wives fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. Um, I don't know about you, but anytime we're just sitting in front of the TV watching a movie that's entertaining us, not sure if we're exercising ourselves towards godliness. Normally that actually is just, um... Honestly, it's so that we don't really have to think. Somebody else can do the thinking for us. But it's putting so many things in our mind that do not need to be there. And it's actually fogging our mind to be able to come closer to the Lord. And a lot of people um, raise kids with superheroes. Um, We have two little boys. We had started with the superheroes and all of that. We had... um, We had... Uh, not try and touch on what's pretty personal for some people, but Santa Claus. We had all of that. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 14, it says, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. And when it really hit me, we had started taking away, when we found God, we had started taking away those superheroes and that from our um, son. But not the Santa, not the Easter Bunny and that. And it really hit us. We were driving past a sign that had Santa on it. And our two-and-a-half-year-old at the time said, Mommy, I love Santa. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you love Santa. But you know what Christmas is really about, right? We're celebrating. And he's like, yeah, 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 Um, Jesus. And then he's like, but I love Santa Claus. I mean, and that was the first time that I realized 
we were teaching him idolatry through Santa Claus, through all of the superheroes. I mean, that's really what we are doing is idolizing. Even though it's not a statue of a cow, a golden cow, and we're not bowing down to it, but really you can make idolatry out of anything, but that's what media is great at doing, having you idolize. You just can't wait for that next movie to come out or can't wait for the next episode or um, or you start plastering things all over your walls of of the character that you like or, you know, toys, whatever it is. I used to have uh, here in my, my office slash studio uh, an entire wall. Well, I had, what was it, two walls? I had pretty much two walls uh, covered in uh, not only posters and in pictures, some of them signed, some of them not, uh, but also of uh, various toys, collectibles, action figures that I had new in the box, um, kind of pinned to the wall. And I had it all up and down one wall, and then I had part of the other wall, and then uh, another section of the, the area. Uh, and then a lot over my desk, and then I actually had a, a curio cabinet in the corner that had more uh, of the open stuff uh, in it. And little by little, uh, I, as I started realizing, uh, I started getting rid of the things. And it's not easy when you're you're somebody that that grew up on all that, and you know, it, it, not saying it was fine when I, I did it, but uh, I I had to kind of knock it down little by little, and and then eventually I I didn't need it anymore. Uh, the closer I got to God, and it, it just was easier to let it go. Um, and I actually have none of it on the walls anymore. Uh, part of it was just because we didn't want to display it for the kids. Um, because it was too confusing, and then part of it was I, if I didn't get it out of my sight, I would never grow detached from it. Well, and I'm not saying, oh, just never turn your TV on again. You have to pray, and you have to really think about what you're putting before your eyes. Um, Matthew 6.22 says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If, there, if, if therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. And I'm being honest, there's not many good movies or shows out there anymore. Um, so, well, and like this says me, I, but you can also say ear because a lot of the music and that that's out there. Well, even what's in the in, in the media too, you can hear, uh, mm -hmm. like in the films or the television shows, that that was part of what started kind of red flagging movies to us even before we started coming to God. There was just something that wasn't sitting right with us. And there's a lot of things, most things I do not miss whatsoever. Like, actually, I was a big horror movie buff. And now I just drive past houses on Halloween. And it's crazy to me because those things just freak me out. And I'm like, how did I ever watch the movies that I watched? Um, but, and there's every once in a while a little pull, a little temptation when it's a movie that was made into a book from that I had read years ago that I really want to see. But, um, so it's not like there's not still temptation. And of course, Satan's going to sit there and tell you in your head, oh, it's okay, it's okay, just this time, Mary. You know, you read the book, you know what it's about. Just go ahead and 
watch the movie, but I know I'm not, I know it's not going to bring me any closer to God. So why would I do that? And I'm going to fog my mind with worldly things and evil things. So that's just a big one for a lot of people. And that's not going to be an overnight task normally. Um, It's, It's difficult. But it's something that's very important, I believe, to get away from. But once you get away from it, you really don't miss it as much as... In the beginning, it'll be harder, but honestly, give it a few months and you won't even miss it anymore. Yeah, I I used to, I think it was, watch... I don't know. I I think in any given week, as long as they were all running concurrently, I used to watch like 25 different TV shows somehow. I mean, I would fast forward through some of it, but like I would still watch way too too much television, and uh, I would play video games uh, before we came back to to God. Um, I used to spend like I used to buy a video game and I would sit there and play it all hours of the night every day until I beat the game, and I would stay up to unhealthy times uh, in in the night. Um, to the point that I I would have you know just bloodshot eyes and just exhausted mentally and i mean if you just have to see the next movie out i mean it doesn't matter what day it is or you just you just need to make sure you see it um it reminds me of first john two fifteen through 17 do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. And that just shows we cannot love the world. Um, we cannot love the things in the world. We cannot, and you're going to say, well, I don't love that movie. No, a lot of the time when we just have to see that next movie or have to get that new video game or have to do this, no, we're, that's where we're putting our time, that's where we're putting our attention, and that's where we're putting our love, is towards that. So, how can we say we don't have, say, an hour a day to be in our Bible, or to pray, but how many hours a day do you have for the things of this world? And then, additionally, there's, uh, Mary had mentioned the, the, the lust of, of whatever it may be, uh, but then there's also uh, the fact that any given media, whether it's it's TV, movie, video game, any anything, has a lot of objectifying content in it. Especially nowadays, like it's I mean it, it's it's always been there. It's just it's gotten prominently worse, uh, and they use it as a uh, disgusting marketing tool. But uh, Matthew 5.28 says, But I, I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And that's that's kind of why everything is so messed up in that the relationship world and, and why you see all these, these problems and everything is well, because... and tons of people get... I mean, what is it? 50% now or less than that of chance for your marriage to end in divorce and um a lot of it is because there is lust oh why does my wife look like that or with the woman I know with myself um it's a it's a even hard to this day that 
well, I just would like to be a little bit thinner or I just have, I, I wish I looked a little bit more like this or, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is. Um, we can never accept ourselves, but that's been media feeding into us for our whole entire lives that we're supposed to look like um, celebrities and maybe not even like celebrities, but, you know, you're supposed to be real thin and then men lust over it. And now I've even noticed that men automatically have that obviously more of a pull towards lusting and looking the, I guess, the look of a woman. But it's even starting to really be drawn for women now. Like, I've seen things where it's really trying to draw the woman's eye to the guy. And so they're just, media is going to use that. So you have to be careful with lust. Another thing that, that can kind of be an issue too is uh, treating your body poorly. Whether it be through smoking or even uh, more... Uh, traditional methods of just eating unhealthy or eating too much which we'll cover probably not real soon but in the future we'll cover about healthy foods and unhealthy foods um what it's doing to the body and all of that but first corinthians 7 5 says do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self, self-control. And that can go to so many, I mean, it can go to everything that we're talking about, self-control. But a lot of times we think of self-control with food or with smoking, with alcohol, um, those type of things. But we cannot hurt our bodies and um, give over to the temptation that Satan wants us to. I mean, are we? do we need to eat? Of course we need to eat. But we've also seen the epidemic, especially in the United States, that that has happened, that we don't just go to food for hunger. We go to food for comfort. We go to food for happiness. We go to food for just about everything. Socialization. Um, or we go to smoking. We go to alcohol for all those same things when we should be coming to God for all of that. And, and that's and that's kind of speaking like the the United States itself has the biggest obesity uh, epidemic and uh, like just disease ridden epidemic just on its own because of how it uh, just kind of unthinkingly relies on all of all of these things. And I want to just say this so that nobody is out there well, she doesn't know how hard it is. Um, I used to be I used to be over 100 I've lost 100 150 pounds. So I used to be half the person that or sorry, I guess double the person. Double the person. I'm now half the person I used to be. And so it's still something food addiction is still something that I I have to um I have to go and fight every single day. So that's just, I need to make sure that I have self-control over that. Because 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That right there just shows, I mean, what Jesus paid for, the price that he paid for us. And, um, I mean, our body is the holy temple. And so 
the spirit is living in us. It's not going to live in us if we are destroying the temple. That's one of the only times in the Bible that Jesus was angry is when um, he went in and they were just treating his sanctuary, his temple, disrespectfully. I mean, they're selling selling animals and making it as a big marketplace, and yet that was his temple. Well, our bodies are his temple, and we are trashing them with all the nasty things that are not good for them are going in. But that's probably about as far as we'll go on that, just because that's probably going to be a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, and and then there's the fact that people try to be self-sufficient, so entirely self-sufficient by... You know, oh, I can, I can do this. I, I can do this. You know, whenever I want, or stop doing this whenever I want. I, I do this because it makes me, you know, uh, feel good. I, you know, or, or just various things in that, that nature of uh, just being overly self confident on the whole. Uh, I have control when, in reality, we really don't. It's, it, it's really Satan that has control. And if we don't give the control to God, he can't help us through it. Well, not just the control to him, but the um, credit. I mean, a lot of times we do something good and it's like, look what I did. Even um, at times with my kids, it can be that way. I'll be, you know, you get one of those proud mommy moments and it's like, man, I did something right. And I think the only thing... I did right is allow God to take them over. And so we have to give him the credit. We can't be, well, it was me that did this or, um, or like Steve was saying, being self-sufficient. Well, it, it's even, and I forget it at times, like I'll, I'll just start talking and it's just natural to talk about yourself when, when you are in a situation, uh, like I will say often, you know, I'm good at graphic design, websites, you know, all this technical media stuff. And in reality, I was given a gift. Well, not only that, but um, he'll take credit. I know Steve at times has, well, it was because of my website is why I have the job that I have, for instance. And I'm like, no, I mean... It, it's hard to say. I'm not trying to be mean to him. It's well, not it, that he doesn't have a gift. God has given given me the gift no, that's gotten me where I am. Like he's he's been with me every step of the way. Well, he has. It's, but what I mean is, we were praying at that time. We really needed a new job situation, and there's no doubt about it that God is the one that gave him the job that he has now. There were a lot of things that lined themselves up in a certain way that it had to have been God that. So try not to take the credit for things that are not, that God has done, because God does everything. So don't put yourself up, be humble, and give the glory to God. Yeah, so so like in in Job 20, 22, uh, it says, In his self-sufficiency he will be in distress. Every hand of misery will come against him. So like it's, and that's kind of true just in the sake that when you're you're very self-reliant, you you don't really have any control. Like you you think you do, but you don't. Uh, and, And usually good things don't, always come from that and that's why it's good to be sufficient like reliant on on god in these situations 
Um, and, and we tend to, to prop ourselves up and say we're self-sufficient, but it, it, it's not always the best way of going about it. Um, Deuteronomy 11.22 says, For if you carefully keep all these commandments which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to hold fast to him, that just shows you need to hold on to him and not rely on yourself, but to really give him all control. And in, in Matthew 22.37, and this kind of covers everything in this, uh, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And that that is really true because we oftentimes are of our own accord on all three. And the last two scriptures would be Romans 6.11. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And 1 Corinthians 15.31, I affirm by the boasting in you which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. And both of those are pretty much the same thing. We have to die every single day. Because every day, it doesn't mean we can be baptized and then do whatever we want after that. It just means we must die every day to the temptations that we want to give in to. We need to die to um, the world so that we can live with Jesus and that we can give him all charge of our lives. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world, knowing that you're kind of standing out, out on the, the edge of everything, but it it's necessary if you want to be there with him in in the end like it's the the reward is so much greater than what we're experiencing right now because you can't honestly say that we're in heaven here on earth there's not a lot of uh yes you have happy moments but there's not really any happiness in this world it's it's just tearing itself apart just think about what god has to offer what the mansions that Jesus went to prepare for us look like. And every time that that movie is just tempting you or that food is just tempting you or whatever else that you may struggle with individually, just pray and allow him to take the control and die to him another day. So closing this out, uh, just a hint for the next episode, we're going to be talking about forgiveness and why it's important. And we'll go into all that next time. So we're going to close it out with prayer. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, being amongst us on this podcast. Thank you for uh, all those that are listening. Just pray that you would uh, reach more people as we go uh, through our journey here on the podcast. And I pray that you would Um, help open people's minds and to uh, free them from the temptations of this world and to uh, just bring them closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Please, if you have any questions or any concerns or, um, or honestly, if you are a smoker, I'm just throwing this out there, and would like to stop smoking, 
Contact us directly and we can set you up with somebody wherever you're at. We can set you up with somebody um, that will help you. Or even alcoholic, it doesn't matter. Just let us know so that we can set you up with somebody in your area that can help you with whatever the, your addiction is. We can find somebody, I swear. So, and, and if you have any topic suggestions as well uh, for a future podcast, let us know as well. Uh, comments, questions, feedback. You can send those to one podcast under God at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and podcasts.com. So until next time, we've been Steve and Mary on One Podcast Under God.